Good morning, City Church. This is Julie Davis with a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's Word, a moment of grace. Some of you may already know this, but for those who don't, I am a Pilates instructor. I've been teaching this form of exercise for the last two years, but have actually been practicing it myself off and on for over 20 years, since around age 12. At that time, as an eager and gangly preteen ballet student, I longed to earn the right to start dancing on point. When my teacher finally said I was ready to get fitted for my first pair of point shoes, my mom wisely took me to be evaluated by a physical therapist first to make sure my bones and muscles were ready for that kind of impact. The PT, who was also a former dancer, mercifully granted me the green light to fulfill my budding ballerina dreams with the stipulation that I start practicing Pilates as cross-training in order to help prevent injury. So from then on, like a good little bunhead that I was, several mornings a week before school, I'd shuffle down the stairs to our basement armed with my yoga mat and would pop in my VHS of Anna Cabin's 40-minute Matt Pilates workout. And let me tell you, it felt terrible. Just listen to the names of a few of these moves invented by Joseph Pilates, the originator of this weird form of exercise. He really could have benefited from a branding consultant. There's the teaser, tendon stretch, stomach massage, open leg rocker, down stretch, up stretch, plank, rolling like a ball, and the saw. At first, the experience of doing these exercises was exactly how it sounds like it would be, torturous. However, as I kept at it, I started feeling stronger, and my teachers noticed me getting stronger too. And eventually, these miserable exercises started to feel good, amazing, actually. Now, some of those moves that I hated the most at first are my absolute favorites, and I often make my clients do them while promising that they'll eventually grow to love them too. Today's lectionary passage on discipline from Hebrews 12 is what got me thinking about my transformational relationship from hate to love with Pilates. In verse 11, the writer exhorts, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Usually when I hear the word discipline, it has a negative connotation to it. I think of disciplinary action in the workplace or people in authority who abuse their power by wielding discipline that's harsh and unfair. However, in Hebrews 12, the context of discipline is love. And not just any love, but a nurturing, faithful, secure love of a father. Verses 7 through 10 read, It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, We have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? 
For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. Similar to my gradually developing a liking for Pilates, there are some spiritual practices that become easier as we practice them. Prayer, reading the word, engaging in worship and the sacraments. These are all habits that we maybe not always, but often experience the benefit of and that seem to perpetuate themselves. The more we keep these rituals, the easier they are to uphold. But what about those spiritual disciplines that don't and may never feel easy? What about those things that the Lord leads us to that don't seem worth it? that make no sense in the human economy and that we may not experience the benefit of either immediately or even in this life at all. Bridling my tongue when I'm angry, surrendering my agendas for the benefit of another, saying no to my sinful impulses and yes to the callings that are hard and messy and scary and inconvenient. And even when I do see their eternal value, how do I muster up the discipline to overpower my flesh and yield to the Spirit's guidance? Well, I can't. And you can't either, at least not for long and definitely not on our own. Hebrews 12.4 observes, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Yep, that's true. I have never once resisted sin so hard that I started bleeding. I probably haven't even resisted it to the point of perspiration. And I love sweating. But you know who did obey to that degree? Jesus. Hebrews 12, 3 says, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted." God shepherds his children and nurtures them with discipline. Yet he also, like a good father, makes provision for us because he knows we don't have what it takes to meet the standard of holiness. And because of that, we're free to grow in obedience, not with gritted teeth, but with humble reliance on the one who paved the way toward holiness and with the abandon of someone who has nothing to lose. What a relief. And what a gift is the discipline of our faithful and loving Father. Stay well, friends, and only by the power of Jesus, do good. Good Morning City Church is a weekday podcast produced by the staff and members of City Church of Richmond, located in Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about us, please visit citychurchrva.com. That's C-I-T-Y-C-H-U-R-C-H-R-V-A.com. And thanks for listening.